Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the entrepreneurs, business executives, and community leaders who are sparking the rise of the greater Bentonville area, which represents one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities and economies in the United States and is nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. Hey, I'm your host, James Bell, and it is my pleasure to share the studio today with my friend and colleague and sometimes co-conspirator, Jeff Stinson. Uh, Jeff is Director of Health Tech Arkansas, which is driving innovation for Arkansas health systems through accelerators and internal innovation programming. For about a decade, Jeff has been a leader in the Arkansas entrepreneurial ecosystem, and I am thrilled to say he recently made Bentonville his home. Jeff, welcome to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. You're good at that. You could be a, a news anchor, I think. <laughs> Your next well, gig. <laughs> I don't know about that. I hear they don't make enough. Um, well, welcome to the show. Let's jump right in. Sure. Uh, what should the Bentonville Beacon audience know about Jeff Stinson? Wow. Uh, that's a big question. Uh, first, they should know that I know you and have known you for, for quite a while. So I was thinking about uh, when we first met, I think it was back in your zero to five ten days. It back was. When you, I remember that when meeting. you were in Memphis, I was in Little Rock. Um, yeah, and you were um, doing some really impactful things, trying to get medical device startups to market and help them to commercialize. And I've just been a big fan of your work for for a while and what you're doing. So, um, so I guess that's we'll start there. I guess the second thing that maybe people should know is, um, you know, I'm super passionate about innovation and entrepreneurship, and I'm determined to make a difference in Northwest Arkansas. So that, that's my goal. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I remember that meeting well uh, in, in Memphis. It was either 2013 or 14, maybe 15. Right. Uh, but I remember you coming over and talking about this accelerator that you were starting uh, in, <laughs> in Little Rock. And we were going, what's going on over there? Yeah. So I'm really excited uh, that, that you're here. So yeah. let's roll it back a little. Yep. What is your connection to Arkansas? And, and what I'm really asking is, are you from here? And if not, what brought you to the natural state and to the point where you became one of the pivotal figures in the Arkansas entrepreneurial ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, so I guess uh, the quick story, not from here, um, as most people in Bentonville are not from <laughs> here, yes. not even from Arkansas, really. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, spent my first 32 years there, went to school there, went to graduate school there, uh, went to Little Rock 24 years ago. Uh, for a really fantastic opportunity to work for a small private equity firm in Little Rock. Um, met a ton of people there that one of the principals in that practice was uh, former governor and Senator David Pryor, one of our most beloved um, politicians ever in the state of Arkansas. Um, so he was a part of this small five-person team. I got to work with him for two years, met a lot of people, and that opened a lot of doors for me. So 2001, the month after 9-11, um, I left that firm, started a consulting practice. One of my very first gigs was Dr. Mary Good. Uh, she had formed this little investing club in Little Rock uh, to invest in startups. At the time, it was the very first group of people 
that invested in startup companies in the state of Arkansas. She managed that for a couple of years. She was recruited out of retirement to go to UA Little Rock to become the founding dean of the College of Engineering. So she just hired me to backfill the administration of that investing group. And we sort of took off and, and built it from there. So we formed two funds called Fund for Arkansas's Future. Uh, and across 18 years, two funds, we invested about $11 million in 36 tech startups in the state of Arkansas and just kind of built from there. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, that's pretty impressive. I guess I was off by my uh, timeline a couple of decades. <laughs> that's impressive. Um, will you share with our audience about Health Tech Arkansas? And I'm interested in hearing not only what you do, but how you're different than other accelerators and investors and how that leads to Health Tech Arkansas's leadership as an innovation catalyst uh, in, with healthcare systems across the state. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, Health Tech Arkansas is about six years old now. Um, super proud of our, our journey. Uh, we're still small, but I think we punch above our weight <laughs> in terms of what we do. Um, but, you know, we started our first accelerator back in uh, 2018 was our very first cohort. And uh, we did that in the response to the state's uh, state accelerator grant program. Uh, so we knew we had to differentiate as an accelerator. And the thing that makes us different is that uh, we built an, our entire program around clinical engagement, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we think we're one of, if not the only program in the country that guarantees hospital pilot projects and clinical trials for startup companies. So if you've got a new medical device, a new piece of software, a new diagnostic tool, et cetera, and you get an invitation to participate in our program, you're guaranteed at least two different uh, pilot projects with our hospital partners. So we just built our entire program around that uh, clinical engagement piece, and that served us well. We've got the state's 10 largest hospitals and health systems in our coalition, um, three large independent physician practices. Uh, we've got an FQHC up here called Community Clinic, an outstanding organization of 18 primary care clinics. Um, and so we work with all of those organizations to essentially help them innovate through both accelerator programs and, and some internal innovation work. Well, you know, it's really brilliant uh, what you've done operating around clinical engagement right. and, and really talking to the audience what Health Tech Arkansas offers, in my experience, is truly unique. Uh, having had the opportunity and experience of leading accelerators and working with investors and entrepreneur support organizations really all around the world. Uh, Jeff, I'm not aware of any other organization, um, especially in the U.S., you know, that offers health tech, med tech, diagnostic uh, startups, guaranteed right. pilots or trials. Yeah. And I'll add that these are largely inaccessible to early stage companies. And the result is perhaps failures that are premature. Uh, what Health Tech Arkansas, in my mind, is doing is not just saving companies, but probably saving lives. And you should be very proud of that. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm curious to learn more about the two accelerators you offer yeah. about HardX. And is it BioAR or BioArkansas? Yeah. So um, BioAR is, is cool. Uh, yeah. So, and there may be um, a name change in our future there because there's a there's a separate entity forming around yes. Bio Arkansas, right? And so, uh, so we may have some some branding uh, steps in front of us. <laughs> yeah, being on their initial board, <laughs> right. I'm familiar with it. Yeah, very good. <laughs> there Perfect. we go. Perfect. Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were trying to figure out how to navigate it. But, yeah. yeah. Um, well, can you shed light on yeah. these accelerators Absolutely, and their yeah. visions and their roles in healthcare innovation? Absolutely. Yeah. So HardX uh, is our longest running accelerator. It's in the industry, we call it a med tech or health tech accelerator, which means it's 
medical device and software focused as opposed to drugs and therapeutics, right? So Hardex uh, partnered with MedAxiom, they're owned by the American College of Cardiology. They have about 10,000 cardiologists nationally that are part of their membership. So Health Tech Arkansas and MedAxiom jointly administer the Hardex program. Um, and they've been fantastic for us. So, um, you know, we narrowed our focus two, two years ago now uh, to just all cardiology, uh, partnering with MedAxiom, and it's been great for us. So we have the seven largest cardiology practices in the state of Arkansas. This year, MedAxiom has brought another seven cardiology practices from around the country. Together, those 14 practices get together and review and interview our finalist companies to the HardX program. And, uh, and I, can, I think it's fair to say right now, because of our value prop and the fact that we are guaranteeing that level of clinical engagement that gives people a meaningful chance to conduct a clinical trial or a pilot project. Um, we're getting, I think we're comfortable saying we're getting the world's very best cardiovascular med tech startups right now applying to our program. So it's really humbling to see it, see it all happening. So those 14 cardiology practices, they interview the finalists, they choose five companies a year that come into our program. We go about the work of, of structuring their, their, their clinical studies and pilot projects, uh, facilitating those. And then we also invest in those companies as well. We have a small fund that, that operates in parallel to the program. So uh, it's a private equity fund. So we invest money in those startups that come in. So that's been a fantastic uh, program. Uh, and with MedAxiom's help and because of their national footprint, the sky's the limit for us on that. We can just continue to grow and expand build a bigger fund, uh, take in more cohort companies and expand this thing nationally. So it's, it's a really impactful thing. But I think it's a fantastic story that it started right here in the state of Arkansas uh, with our cardiology practices. Um, the other one, BioIR, is a little bit different. It's, it's drugs and therapeutics, right? Um, so, uh, but a similar sort of model where we go around the world, try to find these early stage companies developing new biotherapeutics, biotech drugs, uh, going into phase one, uh, first in human trials sometime in the next 12 months. We vet them and screen them. We present them to our clinical trial sites here in the state of Arkansas and facilitate those clinical trials. Um, and really, it's a way for us to bring these advanced therapeutics into the state. As you know, uh, too many times our Kansans, when they want to participate in these advanced clinical trials, they have to go get on a plane and go to Houston mm -hmm. or Dallas or Chicago. So to the extent we can bring more of those into the state, uh, we're increasing access to care for our Kansans. They don't have to leave the state and they still get some of that cutting edge clinical trial uh, participation that they otherwise would have to travel for. So um, Symbiosis is our partner in that program. They've been a fantastic uh, partner with us. Um, and so, yeah, so we're, we're really happy with both of those programs. And then, you know, beyond those two, we've got two or three others that are in the works that we hope to be announcing soon uh, that, again, are going to be national in scale. And so we're really excited about the future. Great. Can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. Um, so HardX operates virtually. Correct. Um, how has this influenced collaborations and the overall uh, success of the program and for the companies? Yeah, it, it's a good question. You know, so when you think about that virtual piece, a lot of accelerator programs historically have taken in early stage companies and they require them to be mm -hmm. on site for 12 weeks or some period of time. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Zero to five, ten. 
And, um, and when you're getting companies early enough, they're willing to do that, right? They're willing to go to Memphis or Little Rock or Bentonville or wherever and spend 12 weeks with you, even though they may have spouses and mm-hmm. other jobs and other responsibilities. But just by the nature of the stage of the companies we're recruiting into Hard X, virtual makes way more sense for us. So we're getting accomplished venture capital back companies that have raised tens of millions of dollars. They, they have pilot-ready solutions. They're already deployed in, clini- in clinical practices. And so what we're doing is giving them an opportunity to come in and pick up a cluster of practices and do different use case studies, you know, for their technologies and innovations. Um, a lot of times these are international companies, right? And we're, they're leveraging our program to access the U.S. healthcare market. So, um, so when you get companies at that stage of development, it's really tough to ask them to be on site here. So what we say is you need to travel here just like you would if you were doing a pilot project or clinical trial with any other hospital in the country. You don't have to be here all the time with us. Most of our work with them is, is done virtually. Um, it obviously has made a big uh, impact for us, um, you know, whatever you can do to lower the barriers for participation, it's going to increase the strength of your applicant pool. And that's all what we're trying to do is we're trying to get the very best startups in the world to participate with us and whatever we can do to lower their barriers of entry uh, to work with us. That's what we're going to do. Brilliant. I love it. Uh, the virtual model is indeed changing the modern world. And we've it really is. seen that uh, come forward since uh, for sure. COVID. But what you just said absolutely uh, makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, Jeff, with uh, BioAR, and in particular, given your support from Symbiosis, which is a Bentonville-based mm-hmm. yep. uh, venture capital uh, firm, will you talk about, to the extent that you can, um, how you see this collaboration shaping the future of Bentonville? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question, James. So, first of all, we're just lucky, all of us are lucky to have Symbiosis here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Um, you know, the region is lucky to have a fund like that here. We're lucky to have them as a partner. So let me tell you a little bit about Symbiosis. Um, spun out of a family office, they basically have a mission, a, a sort of a dual mission, right? So one part of their mission is we're going to invest in biotherapeutics companies um, that can drive a strong return on investment for us. So the same ROI mission that most venture capital funds have, right? Um, they have developed a really strong team with a really, I think, an innovative model for vetting and screening companies to who approach them for investment. Um, and I know most of the folks on that team, and they're 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 super smart. <laughs> they're just a really talented Very. team of people. Um, but beyond that ROI focus part of what they're doing, uh, they also have a the second component of their mission is they want to elevate the life sciences profile for Northwest Arkansas. Um, and to do that, they have plans in place to do a number of things like our accelerator program to bring biotherapeutics companies here to do clinical trials. That's one component of it. But they have steps two, three, four and five and lots of other initiatives that you probably know more about than I do uh, to try to just increase the life sciences activity in Northwest Arkansas so that we're known for more than just being transportation and logistics and supply chain and e-commerce and, you know, retail, all that. So, um, so I think it's fantastic. You know, I, again, I just think we're really, really fortunate to have them here. So, Yeah, I think so too. I'm really excited about what's coming in the future in the biotech space. Um, and as you said, you know, we've got these areas we're known for. Now you see biotech and 
and beyond the uh, regular forms of transportation that we can think of. You've got advanced mobility yeah. uh, happening here in a big way. Um, you know, the outdoor recreation industry exploding, especially the focus uh, on bikes. These are exciting times. Yes, and, absolutely. And of course, healthcare and wellness uh, yes. overall yes. Um, is really, it's it's going to be an absolute surprise to people who just don't know what's happening here. I think so. Um, in maybe five, less than a decade. Yeah. Um, it'll be like Northwest Arkansas came out straight out of left field. People aren't going to understand how things happen. I think so, so too. Fast. And, you know, we've got some really, we've got some significant resources behind us in terms of healthcare innovation and people who are, you know, really care about healthcare innovation here. So, yeah, I feel good about it. Absolutely. Can you share some success stories uh, from Health Tech Arkansas so far, especially with the early stage companies that you're supporting? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with our accelerator program, uh, HardX specifically, you know, again, we've got two different sides to what we do. What we're, what most people know us for is going out and recruiting worldwide for these accomplished startups uh, and that come into the state and we they do pilot projects and clinical trials here and we invest in those companies. Um, and that is that's sort of our bread and butter. That's how we get the hospitals to work with us because we're exposing them to the very best innovations in, in the world. Mm. And, and that's why they keep coming back to us year after year. Um, but in addition to that, we also have a separate component of our program that is less well known except to those people in the state that we help. And that is we have a mandate because part of our funding comes from AEDC, the Arkansas mm -hmm. Economic Development Commission. So we feel like we have a mandate to help all Arkansas-based healthcare startups, founders, entrepreneurs, inventors, innovators, anybody who's doing anything in healthcare innovation, we want to try to help them. So we have a database of about 32 of those folks here inside the state of Arkansas that we help. Um, and we, we do that in a number of ways. We try to, um, depending on where they are from just a pure concept and idea to, we really need to get into a hospital, try this. We try to help them all along the way. Um, so, um, so yeah, so we've got examples of folks that we've helped here inside the state of Arkansas get into hospitals to do, to pilot their innovations that they otherwise would not have been able to do without our connections. We also obviously for those out-of-state companies that we're bringing in from all over the world, uh, we've made huge differences for them. I mean, just a couple of months ago, we did uh, with Arkansas Heart Hospital, the very first uh, uh, patient was developed using this renal denervation methodology that was developed in Israel. We brought them to Arkansas. Arkansas Heart Hospital ended up being the site for the first in human ever in the United States to, for, for this procedure. Um, big success on the surgery. And so, yeah, so we're super happy about the things that we're doing on both parts of our program. Oh, well, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, hope to see uh, many more of those. Yeah. Um, you know, I realize Health Tech Arkansas is a statewide program, but uh, we are so lucky to have leadership here in Bentonville. Um, how are you finding that being located in Bentonville is helping Health Tech Arkansas uh, in influencing strategies, networking, collaborations, and so on? And you know, I guess whether you can answer that question in one, both or uh, one, two or both ways. Uh, yeah. So I'll ask it as Health Tech Arkansas, but also as for you personally and professionally, or you can answer both. Yeah, no, uh, great question. So 
you know, I would say when when I go around the country, when we on the Health Tech Arkansas team, which by the way is fantastic, I, mm-hmm. I know you've met a couple of those folks, but uh, they're they're all great. I'm super proud of the team and what we do. But when we recruit for companies, for example, to come into our HardX Accelerator program, probably the most frequently asked question I get was, "How in the world did you get hospitals?" to guarantee that they would do pilot projects and clinical trials mm-hmm. with startups. Um, and the only good answer I've ever had for that is it's Arkansas. And we all, it's a smaller state. We all know each other. We collaborate well. It's easy enough for me to at least get a meeting with a hospital CEO and explain our value proposition and our program. And, you know, and he or she every time is saying, yeah, that sounds interesting. We're happy to work with you. Um, and if I'm in Boston or Chicago or LA, I don't even get the meeting with a hospital CEO to begin with, right? So it's just a collaborative state. So what I would say is what I have found moving to Northwest Arkansas, it's that on steroids. It's like the accessibility is unbelievable. The people that I can meet with and talk to here who are in a position to move the needle for us is just, it's like there's no way you could have better access than you can in Northwest Arkansas to people who can make a difference in what you're doing. Uh, so it's been a huge, huge benefit. Some, some of our program plans have really accelerated since we've taken, since we've relocated up here and it's been perfect for us. So Awesome. Uh, you are right. Uh, whether it's through introductions or just reaching out to folks, yeah. uh, the, the distance it's not even shortcut. It's just a short distance uh, <laughs> to folks is remarkable to me. I mean, in the last week, because I'm doing a uh, uh, survey or sit down interviews with leaders uh, of local businesses right now about workforce to understand the current workforce and environment uh, and so on. There is a hospital CEO who responded same day when I just sent them an email and uh, this EVP and COO of a, a large retail company right. who took a couple of days to respond, but they're like, sure. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And, uh, I just don't think that happens in other places. You wouldn't get that excess anywhere else. Right. Absolutely not. Uh, so Jeff, you recently moved to Bentonville. Yes. And (laughs) I've noticed, uh, that you've truly embraced the, uh, scene here. In fact, um, I haven't seen you in a car anywhere since you (laughs) moved here. Uh, I've seen you on your bike all over town. Um, That's right. Yeah. You, Rolled your bike right into here, (laughs) right? Um, How has, uh, will you talk about how the quality of your life has changed since you moved here and how Bentonville is helping you live the life you deserve? Yeah, no, great. This is fantastic. This is the favorite, my favorite thing I love to talk about is my quality of life in Bentonville. It is just remarkable. I, I really think that Many, many people wonder, does Jeff even have a car, right? <laughs> because <laughs> I'm starting to wonder, do you, do you right. still have a car? Um, you, you must go other places. <laughs> I try not to. So, so what does happen is, is, you know, um, I went all in on Northwest Arkansas. I bought a place in downtown Bentonville mm-hmm. at a crazy sales purchase price, right? I would never have guessed I would be buying a place with a purchase price of this amount, right? Just to be downtown Bentonville. Uh, But I did it on the advice of my real estate agent. And he said, Jeff, I know you. Community is going to be important to you. You can pay less for if you get out in the suburbs or if you go to one of the other cities. But the community of downtown Bentonville is important to you. So, So I bit the bullet, went all in on doing it. And I will tell you, James, it's been the most transformative thing in my life. Absolutely. 
Um, I feel like when I walk out every day, people sprinkle like fairy dust over my head. <laughs> it is just a charmed day-to-day -day yes. existence. So I get up, I ride my bike every morning to Blake Street, which is four or five blocks away. Uh, I work out, get ready there, come back home, work from home all day, generally go back up to Blake Street for some program or event or activity. I signed up for 21 events in the month of September up there. Wow. So I'm up there all the time. Um, and it's just, uh, I love that place. I love downtown Bentonville. I love the community. So it could not be more perfect. Yeah. Well, you've kind of uh, answered a little bit of this, but I'll let you expand on it. Um, how has Bentonville helped you? How's it making a difference in your professional life? Yeah, no, it, it, again, it's just that access, you know? Um, so I cannot say enough good things about Blake Street House. The, the, the people there are just amazing. Um, you think that it might, you know, it's a social club for sure. those who don't, aren't familiar with Blake Street House. Um, and you think that it might have the potential to be bougie, but it's just not. No, it's, it's not. It's, it, the, the people there are just amazing. The staff is amazing there. The members are amazing. And so I have just leveraged it full on to make friends, to make business acquaintances. And um, so, yeah, it's just been a huge help for me. Awesome. Um, it's always insightful to me to see how Bentonville changes people's lives as they come here, whether that's for work or play. Um, what's been the most surprising thing of, about Bentonville, you know, that you maybe didn't really appreciate until you came here? Yeah. So I think a couple of things. One, it is in, incredibly wholesome, <laughs> which so I, true. you know, the older I get, the more I appreciate that, right? Um, like, you know, the farmer's market on Saturday morning, I was up there, uh, I, every Saturday morning I get up and I go buy my produce there for the week and I just absolutely love it. I've got my favorite organic produce uh, stand there. And right there in the middle of the square during the farmer's market is a, is a big book reading for kids. And there's probably 25 or 30 children sitting on this big, great big blanket quilt kind of thing. And they've got the, the microphone up and this couple of adults are reading books to them. And I just thought, you can't even make this up. This no. is like, <laughs> it's a Norman Rockwell kind of Pleasantville kind of experience. Um, so I think that part of it has been a little bit uh, surprising, but just I guess the other thing is, too, is for a town of 50,000, this is, you know, the smallest city I've, I've ever lived in. But it's also the access to restaurants of fantastic quality, the arts, the trail system, all of that stuff. It makes you feel like you have the same access to, as if I were in downtown Chicago. I had access to all of those great amenities, right? But you have the livability of a very small town. Um, so I, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You can't beat that. Um, how, uh, what are some of your favorite things? You mentioned the farmer's market, but what, yeah. what are the, some of your favorite things that you've had the opportunity to do s since you became a resident of Bentonville? Yeah. So, um, you know, beyond Blake street, which I, which I've talked about, I joined, uh, crystal bridges and the momentary, their, their nice. programming, their events and activities are fantastic. The, the concerts that come to the momentary, I think, a lot of people don't know how fantastic these bands are um, yeah. and we're lucky to get them. I don't know how Bentonville gets them, but we do. Um, so that that's great. I, I leverage the trail systems. They're fantastic around here. You can get on so many trails to ride or walk or hike. And um, so there's just so much to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. You mentioned bands. Are you going to format? Uh, absolutely. That, yeah. Is that next week already? It's not this weekend, but next week. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So, um, you know, every guest that comes to this show brings a unique hashtag because Bentonville story. So I'd love to hear yours. Will you tell me a story? And that's about a hashtag because Bentonville story is, is a moment in time or a full-fledged story, something that happened where when you look back at it, you think, you know, gee, that could only happen in Bentonville, or maybe it describes the essence of this place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, so when I think about that, um, you know, this weekend will be my, f- will be five months in Bentonville for me. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm pretty new here, five months into my tenure. So about two, two and a half months in, uh, my sister, Kathy and her husband, Ev, who live in Chattanooga, they wanted mm-hmm. to come visit me just so they made the trip pretty long drive from Chattanooga to, to Bentonville, but they did stay four nights with me. Um, and so it was, you know, it just, they fell in love with it just like I, I did. So we had been, um, to Blake street on, a, um, a, a Friday night, we had drinks there. We went to, to dinner on the square and then during the summer, like every Friday night during the summer, there's these impromptu bands uh-huh. that just, and it's not really a band. It's basically, it's musicians who just show up and they just all get around in a circle and they play music, right? And so it might be three of them or it might be 10 of them, but they, whoever wanders up with an instrument, they just start playing and, and, and it's, it's just really great. So perfect weather out. This was like June or so. Um, perfect weather out. We'd had dinner. We walked over. Uh, there was a, a group of people, seven or eight people playing music. They were playing uh, Wagon Wheel by Old Crow Medicine Show, nice. which is one of my favorite songs ever. And I was like, I was standing there with Kathy and Ev, and we were just uh, really enjoying it. One of my new friends that I had met here since I moved up here, she walked up, put her arm around me and said, hey, what are you doing? And, you know, introduced them to, to my sister and stuff like that. And I just thought, this is just, I, it could not be a more magical place. Uh, to You know, the friends that I've made here in four or five months, is just fantastic. I, I can't even believe, um, you know, some, some of the guy friends that I've, that I've made just in the first few months here, I think I'll be lifelong friends with them. It's just, it's just a really great place to embed yourself in the social scene and meet people and, and make friendships. So. It is, that is quintessential. Bentonville. Yeah. Uh, it, it is incredible what happens and how easy it is to meet people. And, and you know, you, we keep coming back to, I, I'm hearing a theme here, we keep coming back to the square. Yeah. And this town really is like that. You just keep coming back to this place. The square is, yeah. it's, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, it's what you imagine yeah. a small town square should be, but so much more. Uh, and it's only going to get better. Agree. Um, the A Street Promenade's about to be built. Yep. Uh, Quilta Parks. It's, it's just only going to get better. I know. I, I agree with you completely. I'd love to get you on a bike, ride around Bentonville, and you explain to me what all the stuff that's going on. Because <laughs> I see the construction, but I'm new and I don't understand it. I'm guessing you probably know what all these developments are. And I'd, I'd love to do that with you sometime. I'd love to do that. I can't keep up with all of them. But, <laughs> but yeah, I would love to do that. That would be fun. Um, as we start the last segment of uh, this episode, uh, let me first ask you, Jeff, uh, if, if somebody out in the audience uh, is eager to learn more about Health Tech Arkansas or connect and collaborate with you, how do they do that? Yeah, they can just find us at healthtecharkansas.com. Uh, our contact information is up there. 
again, we want to help anybody who's doing anything in healthcare innovation at all. We'll find a way to work with you. We'll find a way to help. Perfect. As we start wrapping up, these last few questions fall into two groups. Some are kind of silly, fun, random questions that perhaps provide a little more insight about you, whether that's about Uh your personality and beliefs. (laughs) Uh, And then there's a couple of advice questions uh, as well. So the first ridiculous question I have for you is, (laughs) if you could share a roller coaster ride with any historical figure, who would it be and why? Wow. Um, So... So the roller coaster, that's kind of a twist to that question. Uh, Let me name a couple of people that I think uh, are really interesting that I would love to meet. Um, So I'll start with Oprah Winfrey, right? So somebody who had just an incredibly tough childhood, Mm -hmm. but spent um, part of her teenage years and early adulthood in Nashville, my hometown. In fact, she graduated from Tennessee State in Nashville. and through absolutely no privilege, no connections or whatever, just built an empire. Yeah. She just built herself into one of the most powerful and influential people um, in the world and leveraged that to do good, right? So, so leveraged all of the, her resources um, and expertise to become one of the most amazing philanthropists that we have seen. Um, so... I just, I would absolutely love to spend time with her on a roller coaster or anywhere else, right? Um, Another one, Bill Gates, probably not like the most, uh, you know, I guess there's political implications to even talking about Bill Gates now because a good part of our population thinks that he and Fauci got together and put computer chips in the vaccine and they're tracking us, right? But if you think about Bill Gates and his story of not graduating from college, um, you know, finding a real need in society for software and how and how to meet that need and then becoming arguably the person who's done more for the human existence than anybody in our Earth's history. Right. And what he has done, 28 billion and counting is what he's, he's now given away through his philanthropic efforts. Um, so I'd love to spend time with him. If I can name a third, I'd probably say my mom, because like if I if I could have time uh, with her again, that means that would be special because I really miss her. So all fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, in the Oprah Winfrey story, I mean, what an improbable story. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. Okay. If you like that question, try this one on for size. <laughs> all right. Uh, Jeff, you, if you had to design a mascot for Health Tech Arkansas, what would it be? <laughs> mascot. Well, um, so we do cardiovascular innovation, right? So I don't know, maybe it's a walking pacemaker. <laughs> it's a medical device. It's something clunky, right? It's yeah. something completely nerdy. That, so, that, that would be us, I think. That's perfect. Yeah. And maybe you could have a bunch of little hearts that it could chase around or something. I don't <laughs> exactly. know. Exactly. Um, okay. So you've really embraced the cycling lifestyle I have. in Bentonville. Uh, what lessons from cycling can be applied to Uh, entrepreneurship or professional life in general? Yeah. So, you know, I have been throughout my adult life, I've been an avid cyclist, mountain biking, road biking, gravel biking. I think the reason that I have reconnected with cycling in such a passionate way since I've been here, though, 
is I use it for daily commuting. Mm -hmm. And the bike that I have for my daily commute is just easy to get on. It's got flat pedals. I don't have to clip in. I'm a little more upright. It's super comfortable. And what I've noticed in my daily commutes in my, because, you know, I generally don't leave my five block <laughs> radius of the grocery store and in the places that I go. Um, what I've noticed that it has reconnected me with a sense from my childhood. Like, I feel like I'm nine years old again, getting on my bike. Like, I will make up reasons to get on my bike and go places. Um, I think, oh, I'm running low on avocados. Maybe I need to run up to Walmart and get avocados, right? So I'll jump on my mic and do that. So I've, I think that, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or whatever your plight in life is, is finding something that gives you pure pleasure and makes you feel like a kid again. I think is a really important thing. And I think that's what cycling does for me. So. Excellent. I can see that. Like I said earlier, I see you everywhere <laughs> on your bike. It's, it's remarkable. My yeah. wife thinks all you do is ride around town. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, given my health tech and med tech background, this next question uh, I had to ask, I mean, it feels like the landscape of healthcare is finally starting to change. I'll strike the word change. Let's use evolve. Right. Uh, it's finally starting to evolve a bit faster. Um, where do you see the future of healthcare innovation and what advice can you give folks who want to be part of that journey? Yeah. So I think from a trend perspective, what we're seeing in healthcare, one of the biggest trends, if you set aside like the payment model and going to value-based care and away from fees for service, if you set that aside, I think one of probably the biggest shift we're seeing in healthcare is patients being pushed from high acuity settings like hospitals into lower acuity settings, whether that's outpatient clinics or even in the home, right? Mm -hmm. And the lower we go on that um, away from the hospital and towards the home, there's just going to be a huge shift because the economics there just drives so much change there. Quick little anecdotal story Tampa General Hospital um, a year ago. Uh, went all in on a hospital at home program. They took four different diagnoses of low acuity of patients where they normally would treat those folks in the hospital. They pushed them into the home and started taking care of them in the home. They send somebody into their home twice a day. They've got a remote patient monitoring patch that monitors all of their vitals 24 seven. They've got a telehealth provider so they can log in and see the, somebody virtually whenever they want. F incredibly fascinating results. They found that after a year of doing that, that they not only saved about 30% in costs, like it literally cost them 30% less to take care of people in their homes than, they, than it does to take care of them in the hospital, but they also had improved health outcomes uh, as a result of that because people heal better uh, in their homes than they do in hospitals. They also avoid hospital-acquired infections and, and probably there's a, other reasons mm -hmm. as well. So improved outcomes, lower costs, just for keeping people at home, right? So if you're a healthcare innovator, you have to think about that. What is the hockey saying? You skate, skate to where the puck that's is right. going. So that's where the puck's going. Is so whatever you're thinking about that can that can help uh, take care of patients in lower acuity settings. The other thing, the big trend, which I hope you know, there's a huge push in Northwest Arkansas towards preventative care and whole health initiatives and, and trying to keep people well in the first place mm -hmm. and not in, as opposed to treating them when they're sick. Another big trend, right? So trying to identify those trends and innovate towards that in that direction, I think is hugely impactful. 
Yeah, those are very exciting to me. Uh, you know, I'm still, and I've, folks have heard me say it on this show before, I'm still kind of blown away that whole health hasn't been like a central theme in healthcare since uh, day one, or at least since folks figured out that it was a thing. It's because they don't train physicians in medical school to think about that. Yeah. They, we train people to take care of people when they're sick. We don't train people to take, keep people well. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad that this is ground zero for whole health with the new medical school coming online. Absolutely. The uh, Alice Walton School of uh, Med- Walt. Let me try that in English. The Alice <laughs> Walton School of Medicine right. um, is, you know, as you know, going to be training MDs with whole health in mind yep. from the start. It's the only medical school, the only MD conferring school in the world to do that, which to me is just mind blowing. Yeah. Why isn't that a thing already? Exactly. Okay. Last question. How can budding entrepreneurs uh, best position themselves to be noticed by and supported by organizations like Health Tech Arkansas? Yeah. I think this is a few questions. You said this is the last question now. So maybe this is the last question. We'll we'll see, right? Um, So, no. So, I will, um, I guess I'll share the advice for young entrepreneurs, which was advice that was passed along to me. I don't know if you remember Christian Anderson with yeah. High Alpha. So I had invited Christian to talk to a group of um, aspiring entrepreneurs one time, and he gave this really great talk because he's just, his head is full of knowledge. And, yes. and so the advice that he gave them that day really stuck with me, which is if you're a young person, to treat your business relationships like deposits into your 401k, right? So if you start young and you put money into your 401k and it just builds up over time, what's going to happen is you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, at 45, you're going to be oh my gosh, I have a lot of money, right? And so the same thing is with your business relationships. Every single person you meet treat that as an important deposit into your 401k, nurture that relationship, build those things. I tell people all the time, if, if you meet me out somewhere and we just had a great conversation, go back and get on LinkedIn, connect with me and say, hey, Jeff, I really enjoyed meeting you. And some people do that, some people don't. But to the degree that you can just build as many relationships as you can, what will end up happening is you'll wake up and you're 40 years old and you've got this incredible network of people that you can collaborate with and do things together with. You can help them. They can help you. Um, and so I just really think that the network is where it, where it is. That is that is sage, sage advice. I love that, you know, you're one more person preaching LinkedIn. I, I used to use LinkedIn back when it first came out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when LinkedIn came out, but I'm thinking around 2003-ish or that's, so. I would guess that's yeah. probably true. 20 years using, or something. Yeah. yeah. I was using LinkedIn and I had a manager who was just baffled that I would waste my time <laughs> with, with such a thing. Now he's one of the most prolific uh, users of LinkedIn that I know. Oh, yeah. Um, I have one more question. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I fib. Uh, what's something, and this really truly is the last question. <laughs> right. uh, what's something I should have asked you that I did not ask? Wow. Good question. Um, so... Maybe you could ask what's next for Health Tech Arkansas. You know, what's the next step in our journey? What's the next step in the journey <laughs> for Health Tech Arkansas? Yeah. So, you know, everything that we have done in our six years, um, 
we have partnered with other people, mm-hmm. other organizations. And the reason for that is I think that collaborative programs make for stronger programs. When you can combine skills and expertise, expertise and resources from organizations that are complementary in nature, you just can deliver a stronger program, right? Um, But two, it's just more fun to work with other people. So every single thing that we have done has been in collaboration with at least one other organization. Um, A good example of that is our Northwest Arkansas Biodesign Sprints Program. We haven't talked about that much today, but we collaborate with the University of Arkansas. We have four different Northwest Arkansas healthcare providers where we go in and do internal innovation. And we've created some really fantastic inventions that are patented and have great commercial potential as a result of that program. So, you know, when I think about what's next for us, um, we have seven or eight things that we're pursuing right now. And every single one of those is in collaboration with another organization. Um, And um, I just think it's really exciting. And so I can't wait to start announcing some of these things. I can't wait to hear about them. Uh, and, and I'm the same way. I like collaborating with people is so much more fun than right. sort of staying in a silo or, or, or doing something yourself. Uh, I bet 99.5, 99.9% of my work is in collaboration with other folks. And I absolutely uh, love it. I used to be yep. sort of a lone wolf uh, a long time ago, but that is gone right. because this is so much more fun. And especially around here. Yeah where you have people who really, really care right, and really, really, really want to help each other and be part of something big. Absolutely. Um, well, Jeff, thanks so much for spending your time uh, with me today. I'm a real fan of your work. Uh, and um, I love that you've really built this health, uh, this organization with Health Tech Arkansas that is focused on clinical engagement, really seems to be focused on the right things in healthcare that, that are moving the needle. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing not only for healthcare systems and clinicians, but also for entrepreneurs and for the Arkansas um, entrepreneur ecosystem, and especially, of course, the Northwest Arkansas entrepreneur ecosystem. Well, thank you, James. It's with your help that we're doing a lot of this. You've been a, a great supporter of ours and onward and upward. Let's keep going, going for it. Well, anything I can do. Uh, <laughs> and very importantly, welcome home to Bentonville. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Well, hey, thanks to our Bentonville Beacon audience. Without you, you know, the show would have no purpose. Uh, By sharing the Bentonville Beacon with your colleagues and your friends, you have created serious momentum uh, for this show. And I'm deeply grateful for your support and for your interactions on social media and in person. And with that said, will you take a moment to share Jeff's Health Tech Arkansas story? And as always, of course, keep coming back to learn more about the entrepreneurs, the business executives, and the community leaders who are sparking the rise of Greater Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas, this place where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. For all of our episodes, check them out at bentonvillebeacon.com or in your favorite podcast player, where, of course, you'll hit that subscribe button. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.